Hello, it's Kate from Zen Stitching and welcome back to another one of our conversations with artists as part of the Making Zen online retreat. This morning, I'm super excited to be chatting with Rebecca Johnston and she is joining us from Nottingham in the UK. I'll send her a quick invitation for her to come and join us this morning. For signing in and participating, we have got such a fabulous week um, lined up for next week. And Hello. here nice she is. Hello. You, you too, absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm super thrilled you're part of Making Zen. Um, I'm a big fan of your work and I was um, just uh, doing a little bit of research um, I and I realised that you're based in Nottingham, which... <laughs> You are, yeah, which um, to me is, I, as an Australian, I think I, I always think of Nottingham as um, yeah. Robin Hood. <laughs> I travelled around Australia <laughs> quite a few years ago now, and there were just so many Robin Hood pubs. <laughs> I was like, oh, like is that so? <laughs> there is, yes, and there's a lot of um, English pubs and that kind of stuff too. There's a yeah, big, big connection between the two. And um, the other fun thing about that too is uh, I used to live in London, UK. Yeah, and I worked very closely to oh, Nottingham oh. in Derby. Yeah, it's very so, close. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's totally awesome. So um, I was involved with the West, yeah. Westfield Shopping yeah, Centre yeah. over there. Yeah, so I, I don't know one. if you're familiar <laughs> with that at all. And did you make it over to Nottingham at all? Any day trip? <laughs> I did, I did. So I, I have, because um, this would have been over 10 years ago now, I have vague memories of walking the high street and just just being amazed at, you know, being yeah, there in nice such a beautiful it's place. It's really creative as well, which is, which is great. Yeah, yeah, lots of creatives up around that part of the world. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so thrilled. And I just had a little peek yesterday at some of the things that you're going to be sharing yeah. with us as part of the I, retreat. Have you got any I of the samples? Me, I hold them up. Um, so these are the little, yes, please. little um, coasters or mini quilts that I'll be, um, you see me making in the workshop. Um, and it's kind of... When you first asked me to join, I thought, like, oh, sometimes I'm not very good at finishing things off. Like, what, what can I contribute? Um, and through different workshops, I've actually realised that lots of people are quite confident with their technique, but they're not as confident with um, kind of following their intuition or creating a design themselves. They might be used to following instructions or a workbook or something. So I thought, OK, I'm going to do a very honest video of my process, mistakes and all. Um, to sort of show how I might arrive at a, an abstract composition. Um, so yeah, that's what you'll see me doing, kind of arranging um, offcuts of fabric and leaving the shapes as I find them, um, talking about sort of colour and texture and positive and negative space, and just generally moving things around until I've found a composition that I'm happy with. Um, and the nice thing about this technique is, it, you know, it doesn't have to be a small coaster it could be a larger piece of work if you wanted um it doesn't have to be a square it could be a different shape but you can yeah use that process for lots of different applications yeah that's a really 
really good point actually because I was looking at it and what I love about the size that you're showing um, as part of the retreat is it's very manageable it's very doable yeah. and it's very finishable yeah. too <laughs> that's such a way. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely because I do know um, that a lot of us we get very excited and we start all these projects and then they languish you know it's either too big or something else takes that some other bright shiny object takes our fancy or um, life happens so I really do like that they're they're quite manageable and that you can finish them within a, a reasonable amount of time but I also do like how um, you've suggested you know you kind of just opened the doors opened my eyes to the ability of taking the same process and making it bigger whether it's kind of like placemat size kind of off the screen there or you know wall hanging size something like that that's really delightful because I can imagine that a lot of people will follow your video get inspired feel comfortable and confident and take yeah. it to that next level as they, well or that did. Next I think size. yeah it's sort of not an intimidating size this one and it's also it's very portable so once you've kind of started off you can do it over a few evenings while you're watching television or you know however you spend your evening um but yeah I think um yeah once you've kind of developed something like this and then you've got a bit more confidence being working on a larger scale is quite intimidating um and partly as well, if you don't want to waste money, do you? If you've got some lovely fabric and you're worried about cutting into it, um, which is why using offcuts is great because if you, you know, I imagine many of the people that join onto your retreats are already makers in some kind of way. So they've probably got a dash of different projects and fabrics. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of my offcuts, like these in the background, for example, came from dressmaking, um, which can waste a lot of fabric. So it's lovely to sort of use this kind of technique and give them a second life, really, and create a piece of art with it. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that kind of answers my question because I noticed that you have all you use a lot of scraps and you have beautiful shapes in um, what you're demonstrating. And I was wondering, are they found um or do you create the shapes and then um add yeah, them to your, your work i think um i started off perhaps creating the shapes um but then in creating those shapes i like the negative space of them as well so um and that's something that mm -hmm. I've, I've worked in collage quite a lot in the past and that's something i like to play around with in a design anyway is that positive and negative space mm -hmm. um so it's kind of first of all it was the off cuts of the things that i were making um and then it kind of led me to look at the off cuts of yeah dressmaking which you know have some quite interesting shapes that often repeat themselves through various um clothing patterns um, and then that kind of, once mm. I started posting on Instagram, some makers will go, oh, actually, I've got some scraps or I'm, I'm going to sell some scraps. And, and there's quite a few um, small scale uh, makers of clothes that use lovely linens. Um, so I end up buying their offcuts as well. And before I knew it, I've got boxes and boxes of the stuff. So I'm having to rein myself in a bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the kind of more I work in this way, the more I find myself interested in um, yeah, using the offcuts and kind of finding accidental compositions with them. Um, 
and it's it's hard to arrive at a shape like that I probably wouldn't necessarily think to cut that out myself but finding it and then finding a way to use it and then creating stitching that somehow somehow echoes it it just makes me work in a way that I wouldn't have arrived at naturally um, plus from a sustainability point of view I just like that it's not being wasted and you know those those offcuts might have been thrown away um, so that's saving it from landfill and it's creating something yeah beautiful with it yeah I I love that because I was again that you kind of answered some of my questions because <laughs> I'm like oh are you a dressmaker too and is that where the offcuts come from but I love that you're working and finding these remnants and then um, incorporating them in your work because I was thinking uh, to myself as you were describing the process I can totally see how being a collage artist or being inspired by collage it um, yeah. inspires your textile work as well there's a, a beautiful correlation between the two and then I was thinking those beautiful shapes that you work that you're working with I'm like I I don't know if I could like consciously yeah. unconsciously create them so it's really fascinating to hear that you you find them that way and work with them that way and how delightful <laughs> yeah. that you're upcycling yeah, and working with other becoming more and more important and popular and as, as it should be so um yeah i think even fashion mm. is um or clothing at least is starting to be interested in sort of mending um and yeah upcycling and yeah just anything to stop us buying new or saving the things that we have so yeah what I do is kind of an extension yeah. of that really. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. And um, I was thinking about it the other day, because I've been talking with Kate Secules, who is the author of Mend, and she's very prominent in um, promoting mending and encouraging people to mend where possible. And she's kind of looking to deviate from the term visible mending a bit because it is yeah. starting to be so popular. It's almost like, you know, when something becomes trendy yeah, and then it's not yeah. so it all falls out of favour. <laughs> yeah. well, hopefully it's not so um, much a trend, but yeah. Um, yeah, a very valuable and needed skill that's, that's going to stick around. Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention um, just raising awareness of the um, waste that the textile industry creates both with physically with the materials but also kind of environmentally either through throwing things out or just the dyes and all of the pollution that way as well so um, I think it's absolutely brilliant that you're working in such a way that you're taking these offcuts and making them into beautiful pieces that people can appreciate and um, I'm sure the designers that you're yeah, working with I, I must think love it's, it too. Um, it's great for them isn't it because they get the you know they don't have the guilt of having to throw something away um, and also you know sometimes you get some really big bits of fabric so it's potentially a way of making a little bit extra money as well so yeah it's a win-win for all concerned. And then, yeah, people are generally quite sort of um, happy and flattered to see, yeah, something that they've sold as an offcut kind of included in something. So it's nice to get that sort of um, feedback as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the, the the designers and the creators, the, the fabrics that you're working with, do you 
are they local to you? Did you reach out no. to them or, or how did those kind of partnerships? Through Instagram actually. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? Once you start posting, you just don't know who's going to see it. But um, yeah, sort of uh, one is very local to me anyway. Um, but there's yeah, a couple in Scotland, some based in Norfolk. Um, and then interestingly, um, again, via the magic of Instagram, um, uh, the local university have a sustainability society and they got in touch with me about um, running some workshops for their students. And um, they'd managed to track down lots of fabric from um, a clothes alterer. Um, so we got these fantastic offcuts. You could see uh, legs of jeans that have been shortened and broken zips and things like that. Um, so yeah, quite different fabrics I'm used to working with, but fabric that also have quite an interesting story and mm. um, so I think there's yeah if you're interested in working that way and sourcing fabrics I think there's quite a lot around you just need to to ask really and find out what's available mm. so if someone um, is inspired by the way you work and would like to do a similar thing how do you recommend they get started would it be putting a post on Instagram or reaching out to yeah. some local uh, um, designers yeah I mean it, it depends at what stage of work they're in it, it might be that they've already created some work and you know you can you could literally just put something out in your story and say you know do I know anyone within my community that has this or has any waste or you know and quite often people mm. I, f I find people in this community this sort of making community are really supportive and really helpful and um, definitely sort of collaboration over competition and um, so I think yeah I think the community mm. can recommend things but there's a whole world that's not on Instagram as well and I think just local um, shops dressmakers alterers and um, it's worth checking in and um, yeah seeing if they have anything that can be of use as well yeah that's a, that's a really good suggestion because i i think sometimes um our instant go-to is online but there is so yeah. much locally around us too if we um stop to think about it and um <laughs> look Get away from the <laughs> at what's around us um, <laughs> Exactly. And we've got a, a lovely comment coming in from Busy saying, totally, it's a wonderful community. And it really is. That's uh, one of the beautiful things about Instagram, I think, is it's uh, such yeah. a caring, sharing and supportive space. Like you say, it's um, collaboration rather than competition, which I think yeah. is um, the way yeah, forward, really. I know there's plenty of problems with the app, but largely I think, yeah, the, the, the follow, people I follow and the people who follow me have generally been really positive and that's, yeah, that's a really nice thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then going back to what we were talking about with um, just uh, contacting designers or people locally, it just made me think um, recently, um, someone was doing a bit of dumpster diving and they came across a whole lot of clothes that had literally been thrown out because okay. they'd been damaged by water. And, and I just thought, so anyway, they pulled them out and they're like this, cause it was beautiful linen and all that kind of lovely stuff. And it's like, this is too beautiful to, to waste. So even kind of thinking outside the box in that <laughs> sense, maybe not doing the dumpster diving, I'm not encouraging that, but and like yeah. keep keeping your mind open yeah, to possibilities yeah, and... I've certainly got old garments that are kind of beyond repair that I've chopped up and, and incorporated into something um I, I don't look in charity shops as much for um 
garments to turn into things but I know again that's um, something that could be explored but yeah it, it's a shame that that person the immediate response was to throw that out rather than to um yeah to reach out and see if anyone could use it but I'm so glad that they did find it in the dumpster because I'm sure they yeah oh absolutely and and that's the thing and I think sometimes it's just yeah. reframing how we look at things too isn't it rather than going oh it's damaged therefore nobody wants it it's like well maybe you know maybe if it was washed it might be a little bit water damaged but you know you could yeah. at least then give it to a secondhand store but i guess then that's time and thinking you know it's it's always always changing our perceptions which even i find i have to do i'm like oh i need something so i've got to go and buy it yeah and then suddenly it's like actually yeah. no we don't like can go and check it out and find see if there's yeah, something on marketplace so or, you know into us now yeah. with any any new thing that you do any new hobby like oh i must buy everything that goes with it but actually you just you don't need to but it's a, it's a hard thing to unlearn uh, but what, what i do like going yes. back to what you were saying about um yeah that the water damage on things and and kind of actually looking at things and i really like this sort of um i don't want to say trend but i really like how visible mending has taken up because i love the idea of actually not hiding a hole or a tear in your clothes and using a contrasting color to highlight it and doesn't it just make that so much more interesting and i know i know that's not everyone's mm. aesthetic i do get that but i think yeah i think it's lovely to kind of show the history or the journey of a garment and yeah stories that you can tell through the things that have been mended on it it's a really nice idea yeah. oh it it absolutely is and and uh, it kind of is honoring the the garment and you know its life and and what it's done and you know um just even the idea of stains can be a memory of a really great meal <laughs> shared or exactly. you know all that kind of stuff it's, um it's 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 really interesting again yeah. it's just reframing the way we think about things because i'm think fascinated by stains but stain has such a, a negative yeah, really does. connotation yeah, yeah. interesting isn't it <laughs> yeah I, th I think like, yeah, yeah. as, as uh, makers it, I think yeah it almost once you kind of start investigating you know where fabric comes from who makes it and um, how much water was used the, the damage that dyes can do um, whether something was made cheaply or not it, you kind of see like the yeah the journey that it's been on and the people that have been involved and it kind of makes you think a little bit harder about yeah. throwing that away and um yeah and i guess if you're outside of that if, if you've never sort of worked with textiles before then i can see how you wouldn't consider all that but i think it's it's nice that people's eyes are starting to be opened with it yeah absolutely absolutely and yes we'll <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I seriously go down a, a rabbit hole about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but there is another beautiful yeah. thing that I saw that you shared on Instagram yesterday, which is the bonus that you've yeah. provided for the VIP pass. Uh, uh, yeah. Would you like I'm, to I'm share that with that everyone? You gave me a little push to do that. Actually, I've had a really positive um, response. So these little little cute things <laughs> they're quite they're quite cute from behind as well i like the, the backs of things um but yeah so I, i've made that into a little ebook um and it's um yeah step by step with with photos um but again there's enough kind of freedom within it to do it within your own style because i really want to 
yeah, I don't want people to copy it exactly. Um, I think it's nice to encourage people's own creativity. So they can be customised in a number of different ways by, you know, changing your fabric colours or um, different fibres, you know, the stitching. I'm going to make a few more to show how they can be modified, but you could go with a different pattern here. Um, I used a, um, a patchwork, sort of very small quilt top. And I've lined it up so it, it looks kind of intentional, but it, it wasn't. It was just a kind of happy accident. But you, you, know, you might have an old quilt block that for whatever reason didn't make the cut or a bit of patchwork that you're experimenting with. Um, and that would work on this beautifully. Um, or you could kind of choose a different colour for the top and the bottom. Or you could use a whole piece of fabric. There's, yeah, I'm quite excited by it. There's lots of um, potential variations. Um, and it can be 100% hand sewn as well. Um, so if you're not someone who likes sitting mm. at a sewing machine, then um, yeah, you don't have to. It's a little bit more fiddly not using the machine when you get to sort of um, bind these edges, but it's yeah, absolutely doable and, and I show you how. And yeah, they can be hung on the wall or framed, given as a gift, however really, whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah. Just absolutely beautifully um, lovely shapes lovely colors lovely stitching and um, thinking about what you're saying with you like to encourage people to make it their own and experiment and use whatever um, forms colors that they're interested in I sometimes find too that um, if you're someone who and I'm myself included if you're really not sure of how to make it your own Follow along step by step, use the colours, use the materials. But in the making process, you'll find that you yeah. inevitably yeah, add a little definitely. bit of yourself into it. And and also through the making process, you'll start to realise, you'll be like, hmm, that's interesting. What happens if? So what happens if I use a different colour or a different stitch or different shape, all those kind of things. So um, sometimes following along is a really great starting off point for leaping mm -hmm. off into some creativity Yeah, I, Yeah, there's a well. couple of things there that you said. So using a different stitch, I mean, I am not a neat stitcher at all and, and I don't even try to be. <laughs> so you will find, you know, little wonky stitches here and uneven stitch lengths. And I really like that. I, I like to celebrate the hand of the maker. I think it looks quirky. Um, so my stitch to somebody else's anyway so I think yeah that would be one way that it makes it um, uniquely theirs and then yeah as you're saying as, as you're making things and you're going along you might think oh well they've done it like that but actually I don't think that works I'm, I'm going to try it this way and, and you do naturally kind of have these little you ask questions and you sort of try things out as you're going along and I think listen to that voice because that that's your creativity isn't it that's that's your Sort of visual language trying to jump out um, and I think yeah if you don't have that confidence if you'd rather just like follow a pattern and that's what you're used to perhaps people push that down a little bit but I think everyone yeah has it in them to create something unique yeah. so hopefully a starting point um, yeah you can see lots of really cute different variations of yeah. this oh I'm super excited well I'm looking forward to seeing where you're going to take it as well because I <laughs> <laughs> the sounds of things you've got a whole lot of what if questions and yeah. ideas and where it's going to take you to <laughs> yeah, I think it's been it's been a nice process for me to put that together as well and I think because there's so many talented people <laughs> that I see in in this community and yeah comparison is, is never a good thing but I always think well 
why should I put that out there? Someone can do this better than me. Um, but the reason someone follows me might not be because of the like, yeah, amazing technical skill. It might just literally be being drawn to a certain set of colors or a way of working. And I think, well, actually, yeah, that's, that's what I've got to offer there. I can show my approach. It's by no means perfect. And I usually doubt myself along the way and make mistakes, but I'm, I'm trying to show people that actually that's normal and that's part of the process and to kind of work through that and yeah, trust that you have an outcome that you'll be happy with at the end. And nine times out of 10, I am. <laughs> And I also think that sometimes if you aren't happy with the outcome anyway, there's so much valuable information that you've learned along the way. Like maybe it's ways working, maybe it's you've learned that you don't like working with a particular material or um, that kind of thing. So for example, I did a whole lot of stuff recently with metallic thread and ugh, it was so <laughs> fun to work with. It kind of caught in yeah. the fibers and it, got tangled and it was hard to thread through needles and all that kind of stuff so whilst the outcome wasn't as beautiful as I was hoping it to be I learned along the way that I don't like working with metallic yeah. so you oh, know yeah. that was annoying yeah. me getting the thread getting caught up like I know that in an evening if I'm sewing and it starts to get knotted I think put it down <laughs> you're, you're not in the right place to do this <laughs> leave it for another time that's my uh, biggest annoyance <laughs> oh totally and that's such a good such good advice you know there's nothing worse than battling with thread getting frustrated and then it gets really knotty and then yeah. you get really cranky yeah. so you put it down take a take a big breath make a cup of tea or go for a walk or something like that Absolutely. and then approach it with um with a new new head <laughs> That's it. I mean, most of the time it's quite a, a mindful activity when you sort of mm. you're in that flow it's lovely you've got that kind of rhythm of, of yeah the, the needle going in and out and you know the kind of way that the sound of the, the knot popping through all those things are lovely um but yeah there, there's definitely a time when you think no it's not working <laughs> And that's when you put it away. <laughs> Go for a walk, do something different. <laughs> exactly. And I think generally when we're feeling that way about the 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 process, which oh well, I've noticed me anyway, I'm not in the right frame of mind to be doing stitching anyway. So it's better to put it down and go and do something else rather than battle with it and, and mm -hmm. not have fun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I have, um, I kind of, I'm getting to know myself quite well these days and um, and there are times when I really, I have a kind of a technical head and there are the times when I can sit down and cut something out and, and use the special fabric that I'm not so afraid of in that time. And there are other times where I'm like, oh gosh, I just, I just need to make something. I don't know what, I'm not in the frame of mind to start something, but I just need to move my hands mm. and get out of my head. And I have like little projects that are half finished. I've, I've got an example, like this one mm. is something that I can sort of sit and do and it won't be finished anytime soon. And it's not meant to be, because that's something that I can just pick up and stitch, 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 and that's all right. And then there'll be another day when I'm like, okay, no, I need to challenge myself and I can make something different. So yeah, I think if you're a similar personality, that's always good advice is to have maybe an easy project or a long going project that you can go to that's got no sort of pressure to finish. Um, and then other projects for when you're in a different state of mind. I love that. That's such great <laughs> advice because sometimes, yeah, you're right. You feel like, 
you've got the itchy fingers yeah. you've got the urge to create <laughs> but then there's the whole well what do i do what do i make mm -hmm. and um with heart by hand is also saying yes yeah, so very true um so yeah if you've got something that you kind of just you can sit down and you, you've got that nice sense of repetition and you're working towards a bigger project versus um, sometimes you're like yeah I've got this great idea and I know exactly what I want to do and I've got the energy and the enthusiasm and the materials then mm -hmm. you can do the deep dive so that's fabulous advice I absolutely adore it and I think it's, it's always you know those moments when you're in that creative flow is oh, it's great isn't it and time passes and you know I've been in situations where I've worked till the silly o'clock in the morning and, and have not realized and it's great when that happens it's very productive but it's not always like that is it and we all have like yeah blocks and yeah things that go wrong and things we can't quite start and, and that again is sort of part of that creative process isn't it yeah. you need to have those calm moments those moments that are you're sort of questioning things and you work through that and then you yeah you get back to that that fun point yeah. again yeah absolutely and two also just mm -hmm. thinking about that some more is when you've got that project where you're just sitting and stitching and it, it doesn't you don't have to think too much about what it's going to be that allows that creative space to open up for you again so yeah, whilst you're doing that stitching, yeah it will probably lead you to new ideas or yeah. that kind of stuff as well yeah. yeah that's really interesting that that happens to me quite a bit when i'm just sort of <laughs> i like to call it like mindlessly but mindfully sewing um, my thoughts are going all over the place mm -hmm. but yeah I'll, I'll get ideas and every now and again i'll um write them down or I even do a, a voice note because my phone's usually nearby somewhere and just kind of voice record it I'm not getting out of the flow because I'm still kind of sewing but I also don't want to forget what you know this exciting idea I've had in my head so um yeah I think it it, it can be really good to sort of get those creative juices flowing as well yeah, yeah absolutely and that's in that way that's a, a great um suggestion either right having a little notebook so you can write them down as they come in or sketch them out depending on what the thoughts are mm -hmm. and or having it a voice memo because yes if you're in flow you don't really want to stop but it's no. it is also <laughs> good to catch those ideas as well so that you can pick them up when you've got more time and energy Definitely. yeah Definitely. rebecca it's been a delight to chat with you <laughs> i'm super thrilled that you're part of making zen everyone's going to have an absolute ball making your projects exactly. and i can't wait to see uh, the response as well so um if people haven't signed up already can they sign up through your instagram yep if you go on to my um link tree in my bio then you can see right at the top is zen stitching so they can go there and yeah join in yeah yep yeah. so you can have you have the option to join follow along for free or if you really like the idea of purchasing the vip pass which gives you lifetime access to everything including the beautiful little um, flower shapes that rebecca was showing us a moment ago <laughs> those beautiful things then you can sign up for that as well thank you again thank you so um, much. is there any last words or words of advice or anything you'd like to share before we wrap up um, Oh, I think I'd just like to say thank you to you, actually. I think um, you're, I'm really impressed by the way you run everything. It's been really fun to be part of, and it's also organised. It's, um, yeah, very, very inspiring. So thank well, you. Well, thank you. I'm delighted that <laughs> you're part of it. It's, um, I'm a big fan. I love your work, and it's been a, a delight and a pleasure to listen to you today and, and hear a little bit more about your process, because that's totally fascinating. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs>
thank you. Much love to you. I look forward to your workshop next week. And um, yeah, be in touch. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.